there is nothing like a tall glass of water, cold water. That's what we call it. Water, water, water in the summertime. <clears throat> One of the reasons why we are starting at this time because where we are, it is cooler. Earlier this uh, evening, we had to uh, get our water refreshed because I can't drink tap water. I don't know how many years, uh, pardon me, probably over 20 years, I have not, pardon me, tap water does not work for me. Some people can drink it, but uh, I can't, so we have to get purified water or spring water and so we uh, were able to get that done today and there's nothing like and we have one of those machines that you put the water jug on top and it cools the water down and there's nothing like it my favorite drink is lemonade with apple cider vinegar, preferably Bragg's apple cider vinegar and stevia. Every now and then some honey. That's my favorite drink. That's my most refreshing drink. Uh, but it doesn't do what water does. And so I would encourage you to drink some cold water in this heat. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who's at the right hand of our Heavenly Father. Family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, that is memorial. Uh, family, evangelistic service. Family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 607. And by the way, this is service number 802 since the plague pandemic came in uh, where I simply read the Holy Scriptures the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order 
This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. God's word is true. I would strongly encourage you before I fly away on up a little higher by the grace of God to stick with the Bible to read your Bible it's good to join us but you need to read the Bible more of the Bible uh, uh, on your own <coughs> study the Bible Today, uh, in fact, I would encourage you to get with uh, the uh, Tony Evans uh, training school. Uh, go ahead and get that on your phone, get that on your device, get that on your computer. Dr. Tony Evans is one of the greatest Bible teachers and preachers in American history. And by the grace of God, he strives to live it. So you will gain a great understanding of the Word of God by following uh, along with their training school. Do that for your own good. I don't get anything out of that. God just laid it on my heart. And, um, and they do things with excellence. Okay? Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 15, verses 25 through 33. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 25 through 33. Shall we all pray? If you're not saved, you're not going to pray. You're not going to have a, a mind to pray or a desire to pray. There's nothing in you that would push you or lead you to pray. You don't even understand why I'm praying. But if you are saved, pray. And pray for the people who are not saved, who don't see the significance of prayer. Okay? And pray about whatever is in your heart. You don't need to listen to me pray. I'm going to pray how God leads me. And I, as I told you, God gives everybody a prayer that they need to pray every day until God moves you on from that prayer to another phase of prayer. Your prayers will change as time goes on and as you grow in the Lord. Okay? But there are certain things that you know if you're saved, God wants you to pray. And you need to pray those things. And you don't need to be like the Catholics and, and, and do the repetition thing which Jesus told you not to do in the same prayer. God does not mind, however, 
when you pray in the morning, when you pray at noon, when you pray at night, at night, to pray some of the same things. And he will impress your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit to pray other things. Okay? And pray and ask God to give you the strength and the might and the power of his Holy Spirit, the unction of his Holy Spirit to pray. And pray for others. Holy Father God in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to pray on this Wednesday night. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for uh, your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand and dwells in me and millions of other Christians who believe in him. I praise you and I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. Down through the years I marvel from the precious memories that you give, uh, Lord, and as you have given to me. I marvel every day at what you have done for us every day of our lives. And uh, Holy Father God, I give you all of the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it is due your name. And Lord, uh, I thank you in advance for uh, the days ahead, uh, how that you've given me a prayer to pray even for that. And I pray it now, Lord, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. And Lord, you know you've given us hundreds of days of celebration, way more than tragedy. And I thank you for that. But Lord, our dark days are coming too. And so Lord, prepare our family, prepare other Christians to go through what Dr. Tony Evans and his family has gone through as well. Uh, maybe more, maybe less, or the same. But we all are going to face and we all face dark days, and some of us are facing them tight on us right now. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. And depending on the perspective, both of those things can be painful. And Lord, prepare us for uh, life and death. Uh, for the truth of the matter is, Lord, uh, we are all dying. And so, Lord, prepare us for that. Help us to stop acting like it's not going to happen. Help us to stop acting like your word is not going to come to pass. Uh, Lord, help us to believe your holy word as we pass through this thing called life. And Lord God in heaven, I do pray 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that and I pray that you would continue to have mercy and grace upon such wretched people as we are and uh, Lord please forgive us of our sins our faults and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us wash and cleanse our hearts minds souls spirits and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved and born again and uh, Lord I thank you for showing me that everybody in the church and everybody in even my family is just not saved there's always a Judas lingering around in every uh, ministry and every ministry uh, family or family that has is connected with the ministry in your church and Lord uh, sometimes they're in our own families and not just in the church and so Lord God in heaven I pray for the salvation of those who are lost in the church who are part of the terrorists family and Lord we pray I pray tonight for the salvation of my wife Marika White who does not understand the power of your grace the power of you being in her life the power of your Holy Spirit being in her life and how that it will uh, make the Christian life easier to do even though the Christian life is not easy and uh, she does not have to try to do it in her f flesh uh, and go by rules and regulations uh, she will have the regulator on the inside of her leading her to do what is right and to understand uh, the principle that if you love me uh, keep my commandments from you and so Lord I pray that for my wife I pray that for all of my children I pray that for their grandmothers I pray that for my wife's aunts and family members I pray that for uh, my two sisters and uh, everybody in our family uh, Lord who I believe after observing their lives uh, and seeing what they're doing uh, uh, I believe are not born again they're religious but not saved and I pray that you'll open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and help them not to die that way in pride nothing but pride uh, and uh, stubbornness and rebelliousness and Lord I pray that my children will not adopt those demonic spirits of pride and be able to change course when they see that they have gotten off course for it is in them to be that way and if they're not careful they could be worse uh, than their mother and family members uh, on both sides because they know better they have been taught better they know your word through and through and uh, Lord I do pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas Jezebel Sanballat and Tobias out of my wife's life 
out of the lives of the children, my children who have that problem, and out of the lives of family members. Uh, for the devil is seeking to destroy them from the inside out. And uh, Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for thousands and millions of other people who name the name of Christ and who have this same situation in their families and in their churches. Thank you, Lord, for revealing it. And thank you, Lord, for revealing it to me that this is a big problem. People in our churches who think that they are saved and they are not. What a deception and what a sad situation. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, from my family and from all other families that stand for you, give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And help those families that say that they are Christian understand that the devil is right outside the door or the window or he's in the house seeking to destroy their marriage and their family. Uh, that's all there is to it and that they need to put on the whole arm of God and they need to understand that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood uh, so that they can have peace and joy. Uh, and happiness in their lives. And uh, Holy Father God, help every person in all of these families to understand that they must bring the happiness through you. They must bring the joy through you uh, on an individual basis. Uh, there should not be any consternation in any Christian family. There should not be any arguments in any Christian family. Uh, there should not be any uh, uh, divisions in any Christian family if everybody is saved and there should not be any depression in any Christian family if everybody is saved and born again and uh, they bring to bear your happiness and your joy and your peace and I praise you and I thank you Lord that I have been not only happy but joyful and at peace in over 34 years of marriage even though my wife I believe is lost and on her way to hell and tried to bring hell in the family all of these years. And Lord, I do know that many sweet evangelical and Baptist and Bible uh, and Methodist Christians are very uh, are shocked at this kind of praying and saying. Uh, but the real Christians understand why I'm doing this uh, because it's time out for the hypocrisy and the foolishness. And uh, it is designed by you. You've given me the liberty uh, as a uh, called prophet, which I don't use because uh, so many people have abused it and they have never been called to be a prophet and none of their words stand. But be that as it may, uh, you have used prophets like this in the past, using their own families to try to help thousands and hopefully millions of other families. And so I thank you for the privilege. I know it is not, uh, it is not, uh, uh, it's not popular uh, with some people, 
but uh, it is necessary. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, you would have all of this to come to pass. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, once she, uh, my wife and others in my family, humble down and truly trust in you and start acting obediently to you, which is an evidence of their salvation, uh, uh, then, of course, my prayer will change. Uh, and then I will focus uh, my prayers on others who are going through the same situation. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that also for those of us who are saved, even on this Wednesday night, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us all your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And then help all of us who are saved, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And uh, Lord, I know that's what you want. I know that's your will. Help us who are truly saved to do that and save the truly lost, not only in the church but outside of the church. For we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the uh, revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving and the mourning around the world, from Ukraine to Russia, from Russia to China to China, from, from China to the Philippines, from the Philippines to Nigeria, all around the world. People are hurting by the millions, and uh, Lord, some Christians are hurting because of chastisement, some people are hurting because of their sins and punishment because of sins to bring them to you. So Lord, draw them to yourself. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight also that you will, for those of us who are saved and born again, uh, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties even tonight. Help people who are your children to understand they don't need relaxium to go to sleep. They don't need nighty-night tea to go to sleep. They need you. Uh, Lord, help them to drop the tranquilizers. Help them to drop help them to drop the tranquilizers. Help them to drop the pills and anything to help them to go to sleep and help them to pray to you before they go to sleep. Uh, and Lord, for you have promised us to give us sleep. And Lord, uh, you have also let us know that if we sin against you and we're living in sin, you'll take away our sleep. So Lord, help us to confess our sins and to repent as your people. For you will trouble our hearts and our minds if we are not doing your will. And I thank you for it. And Holy Father God, we pray that you will uh, indeed 
we can lift these burdens from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits so that we can sleep if we're willing to confess our sins and repent. And Lord, I pray also tonight <coughs> that you deliver all of us in our individual lives and families from all of our distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations and tests and tensions. And deliver us, Lord, also from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, financial and legal, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems. Lord, uh, I pray that you would lift all of these burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties from the hearts and minds, souls, and spirits. from our hearts and minds, souls and spirits and fill us all with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart always. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would continue to protect me uh, and our family and uh, and uh, those family members who are not on the other side with uh, Judas and uh, protect the ministry and uh, the uh, ministry slash business that supports the ministry um, and surround us with your protection. A band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and uh, place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels tonight. Thank you for protecting us on yesterday and today as strange things are happening. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you will bless and protect our family from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Lord, uh, have everything we do and say tonight to be done for your glory, praise, and honor for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help everybody to see Jesus and to come to know him as Savior in the church, and outside of the church, red, yellow, black, and white, because we're all precious in your sight. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 25 through 33. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Proverbs chapter 15, verses 25 
or verse 25 through 33. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house, but he that hateth gifts shall live. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Have it to have a lodging place in our hearts that it will never leave our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Help us to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it. Help us and grant us your energy and strength, the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to teach it, to pray, to uh, preach it, the whole counsel of God, for this is a part of the whole counsel of God, and to preach your holy gospel. Uh, Lord, uh, grant me your supernatural energy to do that. For Lord, uh, I have seen that the devil, for some reason, he wants he hates that part and he hates the prayer part he hates all of this but uh, the reading of your word too but for some reason he fights me very hard uh, on the preaching of the gospel in the prayer part and so Lord I pray that you would be with me through that again today in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake Amen <coughs> Do not take water for granted. It is a blessing of God. Do not take water for granted. For it is a blessing of God. From God. Make no mistake about it. Water is a miracle worker. Do you know one of the first things your doctor will ask you when you come in for certain things, how much water are you drinking? Well, I drink sodas and I drink juice. No, I, I didn't ask you. How much water are you drinking? You need to drink more water. 
clear. Think about it. A, a liquid that is clear has a good taste, but has no taste. That's, that's God. That's God. Pure water is a beautiful thing. So, thank God for it. Don't take it for granted. And do you know people make billions of dollars off of God's water by adding things to it? Because of our sinful nature, we don't like pure things. We like things that are contaminated. Because we're contaminated. I mean, there, I mean, there, 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 there are things that make up that, that people make millions and billions of dollars from by hardly putting anything in the water. Most of you people are paying thousands of dollars a year for water, water that God made for you to drink because of a woman who she had an idea to put a hint of fruit. And so she called the company Hint. And you people going out there buying it, millions of dollars are being paid for commercial for you to buy it. And all of that, and it's, and, and, and it's nothing, nothing. I, I'm, I'm not against the woman, but hint is nothing to me. Just because she put a hint of blueberry in it, you go buy it. Then there's little bottles like this, you scrape some coloring into your water, then you drink it. You, you, you're more excited about that. Uh, see, we're crazy like that because the flesh is crazy. Our, our sinful nature is crazy. And that's why we do that. Gatorade is made with God's water. water, And they add other stuff to it. And they, and they, they tell you about some kind of study that uh, Gatorade is some kind of miracle water. And all of that. Uh, don't be deceived. The best thing you can do for yourself is to drink God's pure water. And it doesn't have to be smart or dumb or a hint. Uh, okay? It's not it's no such thing as smart water. Stop stop it. <laughs> y'all buy y'all buying water and, and, and you don't know where the water comes from. Um I believe that where I live at, we have the best uh, water uh, purification company in the world. I've never seen anything like it. I have never seen anything like it in my life. It, it takes everything out. And it tastes good. Is an actual company? Actual company. I've never, I've never seen it anywhere else in all the places I've lived. But anyway, my beloved, thank God for water. Get you a tall glass of cold water. You want to put something in? You put it in yourself. Get you a, a real lemon. Get you a lemon squeezer. And take a half a lemon and squeeze it in there. Get you some Bragg uh, apple cider vinegar with the mother. I don't know what the mother is, but you need to have the mother in there with it. I'm not talking about apple cider vinegar that, you know, you can get for 99 cents at Walmart. 
table. I'm not talking about that. Bragg apple cider vinegar with the mother. The mother's alive in the apple cider vinegar. And you pour some of that in there with the lemon. And most nights, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have that. One of the reasons why, because any indigestion or anything you may have, or you ate, you know, something special, or whatever, you know, whatever you ate, that will take care of it. And if you are a wine drinker, you have a, a glass of wine with your meal. If you have more than that, I'm not talking to you. You're drunk. You're trying to get drunk. Okay. Uh, so, and it, that's not enjoyable because God does not want you doing that. Okay. In moderation. He wants you to enjoy it in moderation. Well, you drink the wine after that. That's a pleasurable kind of a thing. That's a reward. Okay? After all of that. See? And and then and then you you won't need and then you pray. You pray to God. And you won't need relaxium. You tell governor whatever his name is, no no relaxium. I don't care what it is. And these people touting these all natural things. And that's supposed to help you sleep. You don't need anything to help you sleep with God. Be right with God. Get right with God. Anyway, I digress a little bit to help you out. <clears throat> and that'll be the best drink you And put stevia in it. Where's my stevia at? This is the real stevia right here. Organic liquid stevia. It looks like medicine. Okay, you see that? I'm not trying to say you anything. I'm trying to help you. You have to go to Trader Joe's to get this. This is the real deal. This is not the fake stuff that you find in the grocery store and all of that with everything else added to it. And and, and I don't care if Kroger like it or not. Don't buy Kroger Stevia. It's not Stevia. I don't care if they like it. They can sue me, I guess. Don't buy that. They don't have it. You know, the, the Kroger brand... You take your time, you you take a trip to a Trader Joe's once a week, and you don't have to buy this but once a month if you if it's just you. Okay, for your family you might have to buy two. But uh, I credit my children for allowing me to buy this. Okay. Uh, and I thank the Lord for that. Uh, if you have to get it from Walmart or whatever, here's another one, pure. This is more the real thing, okay? And and the the Walmart brand is good too. It's okay. If you if, if the money is low and the debts are high, just go there and get two dollars something, and they're going they probably going to run out on you. So if you don't get there early in the morning, you're not going to get it. Anyway, that's the best drink you drink. It's going to help you in many, many ways. It'll help you with your diabetes. That drink right there. Fresh lemon juice. No hint. That's, that's, I don't know what they're doing, but what they are doing. No hint, man. Put the real lemon in there. And some apple cider vinegar with the mother. 
and some stevia and you'll be all right okay that's free now I don't get anything for that these people should pay me but I don't I don't I, I'm not, I don't even know how to do all of that but uh, that, that'll, that'll be a good thing for you and uh, sometimes you can do it twice a day in the morning it's a it's a pick-me-up wake up whatever and when, before you go to bed it does wonders for you anyway beloved ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and yes even foes in the family and among the friends and uh, to the standing between uh, the living and the dead service family members this is service 802 my beloved this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David this is episode number 164 we're at Psalm 1714 from men which are thy hand O Lord from men of the world which have their portion in this life and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure glory be to God they are full of children glory be to God and leave the rest of their substance to their babes beloved Spurgeon expounds almost every word of this verse has furnished matter for discussion to scholars for it is very obscure we will therefore rest content with the common version rather than distract the reader or distract anybody else with divers translations from men which are thy hand having styled the ungodly a sword in his father's hand he now likens them to that hand itself to set forth his conviction that God could as easily remove their violence as a man move, moves his own hand he will never slay his child with his own hand from men of the world mere earthworms not men of the world to come but mere dwellers in this narrow sphere of mortality having no hopes or wishes beyond the ground on which they tread my 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 which have their portion in this life like the prodigal they have their portion and are not content to wait their father's time do you have any prodigal 
people in your family in a hurry, in a rush, when they're not ready, not willing to wait, and then they mess up their lives and get into trouble because they're proud and stubborn and rebellious and won't listen. Like passion in the Pilgrim's Progress, go ahead Spurgeon, they have their best things first and revel during their little hour. Luther was always afraid lest he should have his portion here and therefore frequently gave away sums of money which had been presented to him. We cannot have earth and heaven too. Go ahead Spurgeon. We cannot have earth and heaven too. For our choice and portion, wise men choose that which will last the longest. Whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, their sensual appetite, their sensual appetite gets the gain which it craved, for God gives to these swine the husks which they hunger for. A generous man does not deny dogs their bones, and our generous God gives even his enemies enough to fill their, be their bellies. And I'm adding that part. If they were not so unreasonable as never to be content. Now, do you know people who they're never content? They're selfish. They're proud, they're stubborn, and uh, devilish, and they're never content. Saved people, if you're born again, truly born again, you're content from day one with Jesus because you have the true riches. People who are not saved, they're never content. They're like a troubled sea. They're always looking for something, and they don't even know what they're looking for. Really, they're looking for Jesus to fill that hole in their soul, and they, they act like they don't know what they're looking for. They may be religious and lost and still empty, not content, not happy, not satisfied, and I'm adding all of that. Gold and silver, which are locked up in the dark treasuries of the earth, <coughs> are given to the wicked, liberally. And they therefore roll in all manner of carnal delights. Every dog has his day, and they have theirs, and a bright summer's day it seems. May I say again, my dear friends, don't be envious at the prosperity of the wicked. Look at me. You don't need to be all caught up with what J-Lo has and what J-Lo does. Now, J-Lo is one of the women that I love. All men who have sense love J-Lo. She's not only beautiful and fine, but she's, she has that down-to-earthness about her. She still has not lost 
the uh, 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 what is her first name? Jenny on the block thing and um, uh, but she's done evil she's done wrong marrying and divorcing and not evidently not spending enough time with the children and I know she might be mad about somebody saying that that's okay and she's up there calling one of her children by their pronouns they and them I'm not calling not one Negro be they black or white they or them or anything like that especially my children I I, I no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, sir. No, ma'am. Because you're dealing with demons. You're dealing with legions of demons when people start start talking stupid like that. <clears throat> but anyway, and all of the different men and back and forth and never keeping a marriage going. And the one she's in right now is not going to last. But yet we see them at St. Bart's. We see them down in the Caribbean on a boat and on a plane and going here and there. And, and, uh, and, and, and I believe that Mail Online is the best newspaper out there. And I, but I would suggest to them, tell them strongly, all of that is unnecessary. I don't know how much money they make out of that. But then, if they can go without that, the, the the people who are supposed to be so rich and so prosperous and constantly showing common people this mess that they're doing, who cares? I don't care about them being. And, and, and I don't know. I don't know how much, how much money they make. I don't know how much money that uh, what Ben Affleck and and Jennifer get from them. I don't know how that works. I'll find out. But it is the end. We don't need the the common people who are suffering today. Don't need to see the celebrities living high on the hog. If you if you want to go on a ship, you own a boat, go. We don't need to see it. And plus, we don't need to see your buttocks and your breasts and all of that either. I mean, it's I mean they they do great journalism, but. Uh, all of that is unnecessary. It's and it's to the point now. It's not even. Uh, it's not even attractive. And particularly when you're dealing with women who have been, uh, who have had plastic surgery and they're trying to stay young. And you can tell that it's not that way. Jennifer is different. She's more natural. But some of the other ones, Kim, they're all made up. Don't get envious at the prosperity of the wicked because you're going to feel very empty and uh, discontent and unhappy because you don't have what they have. And then if you strive to get it and you get it on credit, you're going to be more depressed, defeated, and disgusted. I told you people throughout the plague pandemic, do not buy into the lies of the government and all of a sudden out of the blue you can change your credit you can go to the source experience and 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 raise your credit 
now, are, are, are you stupid? Don't buy that. And then you change it, and then you go buy a house, and you buy a And now what? Okay? House, house sales are going down. House prices are going down. I told you that was going to happen. They were, they, were, they were hoodwinking you into buying stuff that you don't have now the money to pay for because of the plague pandemic that brought on the inflation. I tried to tell you that. I tried to tell you if you use that money, whatever money they gave you, whatever money you could get, and buy something that you can pay for and that nobody can take from you or threaten you. But you went out there and bought bubble stuff and now you can't pay for it. Now you can't pay for bubble stuff and bubble wants his stuff back or he wants the money. He really wants the money because he can't sell. He's going to lose money on the deal. And you don't have the money. And he can't give it to you. And he can't give you the products that you bought. All of this damnable happy talk from politicians and pastors has gotten you into trouble. They knew better, so they did differently with their money. They paid their house off. They paid their cars off. You are not a very wise person at this junction paying, making car payments, because that's going up. Housing going up. All the interest is going up now, see. Oh, you had low interest rates back then to play pain. No, of course. They wanted you to keep the economy going in America according to the America of the American way. See, the American way is a hellacious treadmill. You don't need to be a part of that. You need to be a part of God's way. And so I lovingly encourage you, my beloved, Get rid of stuff now while you can. Get into something simple. There's no shame in that. That's, that's what you call being smart. Pay. Make sure it's paid for. So that you can... You, we got people going to the food shelter today living in a, multi, in a million dollar house with $3,000, $4,000 payments. in a Mercedes, in a Jaguar. That's not wise, that's not smart. And, and no job out there is worth it unless you can do it at home. No job out there, out there is worth it if you're going to get coronavirus and all of that. But you do as you please. Do as you please. But ah, Spurgeon says, how soon it ends? In night. They are full of children. This was their fondest hope that a race from their loins would prolong their names far down the page of history. And we got some people who believe that now. You, you, must, be, you must understand, there's a movement afoot among secularists to go out and sow your seed and have as many children with different women and all of that kind of thing.
because there's supposed to be a population shortage. Uh, there are people who are uh, paying money to people to, to do this. Uh, the powers that be. And to, to contribute to destroying the nuclear family. And any time you do something outside of God's will is not going to work. And a whole lot of people are going to be hurt. God has granted them this also so that they have all that their heart can wish. That's in the Psalms. Read that. Read that passage if you if you are envious of the wicked. Read that passage, it'll help you. Don't be envious of the wicked. Watch this. And the Negro, if you don't mind, put this up. I forgot to tell you about this. The Negro Danielle, put this up real quick. It's on mail online. I forgot to mention it to you. Two beautiful young ladies got on Instagram and died uh, within a, a few months or a year because one got caught up in uh, the uh, losing weight so-called disease anorexia trying to keep up with other people the other one committed suicide trying to do the same beautiful young ladies they showed the before picture when they were happy without Instagram and then when they were uh, dying uh, with Instagram and the parents are suing Instagram because they put stuff up to push young girls who are so vulnerable and so uh, 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 insecure and we got boys doing it too trying to fit in trying to be like somebody else <clears throat> it's so sad. Don't be envious at the wicked. And don't be envious at wicked Christians either. What enviable creatures they seem. But it is only seeming, Spurgeon says. Go ahead, Spurgeon. It is only seeming. That's all. Young girls, young ladies, young men is only seeming. Don't you get yourself caught up out there and killed trying to follow other people and be like other people. And you lose everything including your life. They are full of children and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. They were fat housekeepers and yet leave no lean wheels. Living and dying they lacked for nothing but grace and alas that lack spoils everything. 
They had a fair portion within the little circle of time, the little circle of time, the little circle of time. And may I use this as a jump off point. You're living, my dear friends, in a little circle of time. And it's going to end. And God said, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? My dear friend, the most important thing I do is introduce people to Jesus Christ. For he's the all in all. He's the everything. And he will fill that hole that you have in your soul where you're always looking for something and you act like you don't know what. I can tell you, my dear friend, you're looking for Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, you need to know him. You need to believe in him. You need to receive him into your heart, your soul, and your spirit. For he said the most loving, most wonderful, most magnificent, most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind when he said on a uh, night visit with one of the great theologians of the day who evidently was converted who believed in Jesus himself Nicodemus for he was there at the crucifixion and who took his body he took his body down and made sure he had a good burial Jesus Christ said on that night to Nicodemus for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world from themselves and from their sin, which causes that awful place called hell if they reject him. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <clears throat> we have sinned in word, thought, and deed. We have broken God's Ten Commandments by lying, by taking his holy name in vain by dishonoring and disobeying our parents by lusting and coveting after other people and uh, and things and also by stealing and many other sins. That's just a few of the sins uh, that we have sinned against God. 
uh, with. We have broken his Ten Commandments. We've done evil in his sight multiple times. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin, our sinful nature, and our sinful choices. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of the coronavirus. We don't die because of a car crash. We die because of sin. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from all of this that we see in this beautiful world we live in on this ball called earth you need to understand that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in this life he will allow you to go to hell to be uh, to burn forever where the fire never shall be quenched and so that's the bad news that you may not know about but you know about it now you're headed towards hell if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior so here's the good news that is the bad news here's the good news Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life, that is, go to heaven to be with God, Jesus Christ, the angels, and the people of God who believed in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you ever believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever called on his name to save you? Getting baptized at the age of 12 will not save you. It didn't save me. Joining the church at the age of 16 will not save you. It didn't save me. I was a member of at least five churches. Church membership never saved me. Singing in the choir, working for the Lord, will not save you. I sung in the choir, Easter programs, everything. The whole nine yards. But I was lost and on my way to hell. Religious but lost. And then I believed what I just told you. I believed in Jesus Christ. I called on his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I got saved December the 19th, 1979. And you can get saved tonight. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. According to the Holy Scriptures. Follow me in prayer right now. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I have sinned against you. I've done evil in your sight. 
I've committed many sins against you. And I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, to pay my sin debt, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you just believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, that he paid your sin debt as he is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, according to John the Baptist, and you call on his name to save your soul, then according to the Holy Scriptures, maybe not your feelings, but the Holy Scriptures, I believe that you are now saved and born again. And may I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and calling on his name. To help you grow, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door, and you just entered in to salvation through him by believing in him. So read that little book, and within six to seven steps, you will uh, be able to understand uh, how to become a true disciple of Christ. And also email us at dw 3 at gospellightsociety.com let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and let us know so that we can stay in contact with you and send you more information to help you grow in the faith and so with that my dear friends we will continue with our Bible study. This will be your first Bible study as a saved person. And we're in the middle of it, already in progress, as they say on television. They had a fair portion within the little circle of time. That's the reason why God led me to stop and to preach the gospel to you, the good news because you're in that little circle of time. For some reason, because of our sinful nature and our pride, we don't think we're in a little circle of time and we have all the time in the world. We don't. 
So I hope that you got saved today. But eternity entered not into their calculations. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. Go ahead. Huh? Eternity did not enter into their calculations. Do you know there are millions of people? They don't think about eternity at all. It's just about this life. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And they're so caught up in trying to strive and thrive in this life. They, they, they don't think about eternity. Well, that's one of the reasons why God has led me to pray and to preach uh, the gospel, uh, particularly, every day. To remind you of eternity. That there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And the only way to do that is by believing in and receiving Jesus Christ and calling on his name. You need to think about that. They were penny wise, but pound foolish. Go ahead, Spurgeon. They remembered the present and forgot the future. Go ahead, Spurgeon. They fought for the shell and lost the kernel. How fine a description have we here of many a successful person, a successful merchant, a successful business person, or a popular statesman or entertainer, and I'm adding that, and it is at first sight very showy and tempting and fat and beautiful, I'm adding fat, P-H-A-T, but in contrast with the glories of the world to come. Have you thought about that? What are these paltry mole-heel joys? Go ahead, Dr. Spurge. Go ahead. Self. 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 Selfishness. All these joys begin and end in basest selfishness. But, oh, our God, how rich are those who begin and end in God. From all the contamination and injury, which association with worldly men is sure to bring us, deliver thou us, O God, from this sin, evil, and foolishness and lack of entertaining eternity. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much for your eternal word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with it tonight. Thank you so much for your eternal and wonderful gospel that you have provided for us so that we could be saved from the devil and ourselves and our sins and from hell. Lord, thank you for reminding us of the little circle of time tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray for sake. Amen. Every time I finish praying and preaching I feel like singing. I feel like singing, but I do not want to torture you. Glory, glory, 
So much better since I laid my burden down. I feel better, so much better since I laid my burden down. I had to torture you a little bit. I had to torture you a little bit. I don't believe we finish Ephesians chapter 6 down there dealing with the whole arm of God but uh, my directors and my uh, producers my children are telling me that we are at Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 24 and my wife is saying oh no Wives, submit yourselves. Understand right there from the jump. See how this is supposed to be done. It should not be a situation where your husband has to make you submit. And if the marriage is going to work, bouncing from what Dr. T.D. Jake said, if the parents don't teach the woman, the young uh, their girls in growing up by example and by the word that if they get married they need to submit to their husband they're going to submit their name and they're going to submit their dreams and wishes to what their husband wants to do but here's what most and I know look, look at some of you right now like this oh here, here come this Negro again with this mess <laughs> But here's what some of you women don't understand. God has built in success for your life if you obey him. You don't, some of you don't understand it because some of you are not saved. You're not born again. God has it arranged, women, that if you do it his way, you will get all you ever wanted and more. When I met my wife, she was working in a daycare center. <clears throat> and she had dreams of having her own daycare center. Well, she married me. <clears throat> and I gave her seven daycare uh, children. Okay? First of all. First and foremost. And she wanted to open up a daycare center. Well, through me, through God blessing me, I, God led me to start a church. And, and then God worked a miracle and gave us the most beautiful church building in America sitting on a hill. With buku classrooms. And... Uh, I said, 
back in those days, you know, daycare centers, particularly church daycare centers, were making big money. And once you got approved by the state, that was it. My wife, Marika White, should be a millionaire right now. Two or three times over. But I didn't let her start the daycare center or run the daycare center. We were setting it up and I let my trusted secretary, Tracy, be the head over it in the face of it. And my wife was jealous, mad, angry, and bitter. Well, you say, well, why didn't you let her do it? Because she was proud, stubborn, and rebellious against God and her husband and chose not to submit to her husband. <clears throat> and see, my beloved, here's how God rolls, whether you want to uh, uh, like it or not. Here's how I roll. I follow him. If you're not going to be obedient to me, I can't give you the blessings and the favor. <clears throat> Pardon me. My secretary, who was married to another man, I mean married to her husband, uh, and yes, she was attractive, and all that, but she had a great personality, and did her job well, and she had the church at heart, and she handled the money honestly, even giving money to the church. Very trustworthy, very dependable, and knew how to respect and treat people. <clears throat> and I know, <clears throat> pardon me, that some of you women right now say, you should have given it to your wife. It doesn't matter. She's your wife. Have you been listening to me? By the grace of God and with God's help, I've been trying to kill that idea for years. And as far as I'm concerned, it's dead and in hell. That just because a woman is married to a man of God does not mean she's called by God to do certain things in the ministry. <clears throat> And as many of you know, I have a older daughter, older than my daughter, Danny, named Danielle. She was there at the time, and she was raised by a mother who was a master home, uh, master uh, daycare center person. And I could have allowed her to do it, and she would have become, she would have become a millionaire by that. But my wife was disobedient, rebellious, stubborn, did not want to submit and respect her husband, as this passage tells her to do. She knew it very well. My daughter, uh, Danielle, was not acting right at the time, disobedient, and uh, so forth. So I didn't let either one of them have it. They missed out on millions of dollars because they both could have done it together. Even though Danielle 
my oldest oldest daughter spelled with yeah, spelled the regular way. My youngest daughter spelled with a Y. Her name is Danielle too. Was not her daughter. They could have made millions together for themselves and for the church. And that's where, you know, that's, that's what I wanted it to do so that it would undergird the church and I can keep on preaching the gospel and preaching the truth and so forth and so on. Whether people like it or not. And I didn't, give, I didn't let my wife run it. That was her dream. I didn't let her run it. You know why? Because she was disobedient to me. Did not submit to me. Did not do what I told her to do. Did not obey me. Did not respect me as the Bible tells her to do. Which she knew very well. And, and, and then did not love and care for her own children. Uh, I was born in the night, but I was not born last night. I said, no, uh, you're not going to do that. See, and God does not want husbands to just give their wives stuff that they're not ready for and they can't handle, pastors. Just because your wife is your wife, she's your wife. She, that doesn't mean she's the co-pastor. There's so many churches out of order today and got mess going on with husbands who, 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 who are afraid of their wives, letting their wives be Jezebels in the church. And the women don't even want these women over them. You, you trying to bogart these women, your wife over these women. They, they don't even like your wife. I said they don't even like your wife. Huh? You don't need that. And there are women in the church who didn't like my wife. You know why? Because of her, her pride, prideful, proud Jamaican self, she thought that everybody ought to come to her and speak to her. And these women were going through hell. <clears throat> I had some single women in church working a job, dealing with a Negro, raising two or three children, and all that by themselves. And they came in the church with a smile on. I, I'll never forget Mary, Sister Mary. I'll never forget Sister Minifield. They all had to go and make a trek to her to greet her when she should have been up greeting them. But she was caught up with herself. I, and listen, listen to me. I know I'm preaching good, and I know that this goes on in multiple churches. You're not the Queen Bee. You're not Beyonce. People are not coming to worship you, and especially these women. They don't even like you, and and because you you're not likable. See, I don't care if you like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. All of this. Foolishness needs to cease in the church. See, and I, I, I put I, I put my foot down and I stopped it. I did not let her have her dream. Not only the dream of the daycare center, there was an extra bonus to it. We I had already started a school. People were putting the children in the school. Now you have a daycare underneath it. Which is going to bring in millions of dollars. Because we have the best building. 
in America. Not only in the town, but in America. Sitting on the hill. In a rich neighborhood. People going away had to pass right by it. I didn't give it to her. Now, most of you husbands would have done that. I, I was not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. If you're not going to obey me, because I'm going to be the boss over everything. If you don't submit to me, you don't obey me, obey me and respect me, and take care of your own seven children. Uh, and, and I don't like the way you try, so-called taking care of them. You're not taking care of them well. I am not going to, I'm not going to endanger other people's children with you. And I told her that. Oh, she got mad. She was mad. And she didn't like it. And she didn't want to be stuck in the classroom with her seven children plus some other children. She wanted to roam around uh, like my secretary. And, and, it, and, and, and it was a situation like, uh, that my secretary really over her. And she didn't like that. And my, 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 even, my, even my daughter Danielle had a better attitude about the situation. She knew she was not uh, ready for it and knew she was not. She needed the money. And, and she takes a lot after me. She could have run the thing. But it's, it's not, when you're dealing with church stuff, it's not just about the business, it's about you, how you're living. I can't hear nobody. I can't get any amens. Amen lights. Uh, see, that, that, see, see, it's time out for that foolishness. You cannot put people in position just because they're your family if they're not living right, if they're not doing what God has commanded them to do. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And see, this is one of the reasons why, because this is way back, man, this goes way back, over 20-some years. This is, this is the reason why I believe that my wife, Marika White, who is here with me tonight, helping me in the ministry, is not saved. I wanted to believe as an evangelist that she was saved like she said she was. But God has shown me over the years, even way back then, because I started praying for her salvation then. Because, quite frankly, she was a terror to her own children. She refused to tell her own, I, I, I can deal with your refusal to not tell me you love me, and all of that. Uh, but see, I made that automatic early, early on in the marriage, whether you mean it or not, don't make any difference to me. Uh, when we leave and depart from one another, bye, Daddy, I love you. Go to bed at night, good night, Daddy, I love you. I made that automatic. I trained her that way, way back before the children were born. But when the children came, she didn't want to say, I love you to the children. So I, listen, I know I'm talking to hundreds of other families. It's the, it's the most demonic, strangest thing. She didn't want to hug her children. She would let the children stay uh, soiled for uh, longer than what they, I mean, you know, just not, it should not be done at all. And I had to stop her from doing that. And to this day, I know her mother does not like to hear it. 
but it's the truth. They, she doesn't have any real relationship with her children. It is the most demonic thing I've ever seen. You cannot possibly be saved as a mother and not say I love you to your children and kiss their boo-boos and uh, uh, hug them. That's demonic. You're lost and on your way to hell. And then you don't want to obey your husband, don't want to submit to your husband. He has to make you do it. See, and it's a miracle of God that we're still together. It's not a matter of a loveless marriage and all of that. That's not it. See, that, the, the love you're talking about, that, that's not going to hold a marriage together anyway. That's going to be gone after the honeymoon. It takes a salvation love. I never heard of that before. So, uh, write that down. That's another one of my quotable quotes. Write it down. A salvation love. A salvation love. It takes that kind of love for the marriage to last. And, my dear friends, and God has shown his power in salvation where only one person, if he is saved or she is saved, can hold that marriage together. Other one could be lost and on their way to hell. And that has been the case uh, with my wife and me. And I believe that's the case in many sweet little evangelical couples and marriages where you people have been lying and faking all of these years now. Uh, you use the plague pandemic to get a divorce in. Okay, so don't say anything to me. Well, that don't sound like a loving marriage. That sounds like a, 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 I don't know what it sounds like. Like you a dictator or something. You can say whatever you want. We're still married. How about how you doing? And if your husband had put his foot down and was not afraid of you, and you didn't manipulate him and beat him down to death, uh, to boyhood, then you would be married. See, if your husband understood his authority from God, then you would still be married, because he would have told you uh, what the deal was. And you don't ever want your husband to have to tell you what the deal is like this right here. Uh, come in, let me tell you something. And, and he tell you something in a low voice. Huh? And he says some things to you that he does not say out loud to others. When he does that to you, when he's kind of like in a whispering voice and tell you, look here, which, let me tell you something, don't you ever disrespect me again in front of the church members. You hear me? Or you will not have the privilege of being a wife. And he says stuff like that to you on low voice. You better take heed to that baby. Okay? It does not have to get ugly, but when he, he has to deal with you like that right now. Uh, let, me tell, let, me hear, let me tell you something. When, <laughs> coming from here, let me tell you something. Uh, if you neglect my children because you want to go out with your girlfriends to the coffee shop, then he starts looking all past your head like this right here. Uh, uh, you will not have the benefit of being a mother to these children. Okay? So I'm just telling you. 
do not neglect my children and have them come to me and calling me telling me they're hungry when I left food here for you and told you to feed them three to four times a day that's a problem and when he looks deeply in your eyes you're dealing with a real man baby you better get your act together because what he's saying to you is you can't be here and not do your job I hired you on if you will to help me and that's what you need to be doing okay and if you don't want to do that you signed up for the wrong thing evidently you don't want to be a wife if you want to be footloose and fancy free then you need to go and, and uh, now as a man you got to mean that and she can tell if you mean it see she needs to understand you can get another woman to help you you don't want to because there's some other problems but but you you are not indispensable baby it is a privilege for you to be married to me see some of y'all don't like that okay well how are you doing how many times have you been divorced and remarried uh, your husband you and your husband are talking about divorce right now My wife and I, with all of this said, I, we, we, we don't talk about divorce. According to the American way, according to the former Sweet Evangelical Convention, which covers many conventions, umbrella organization of, 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 of many conventions, and has great influence upon the entire Protestant church, and I'm interested in the fact that Ed Stetz has written an article. I don't know if he's bouncing from me or from his, well, God says something to him. I don't know where well, he's concerned about an ecumenical event. Uh, uh, he's, he's concerned about an ecumenical uh, evangelical thing. He, he's, he's, he's concerned about that, which I am too. Okay, and, and I'm not the only one saying these things. This needs to happen if you want your family to stay together. Dr. T.D. Jakes is saying this. Dr. Tony Evans is saying this for years. Uh, the guy who's over all the counseling in evangelicalism, Tim Clinton, has been saying it. He's over all counseling. You know why he's over it? He, you, know you know why he's saying it? Because he's seen too much. Something's out of order. This, this, this stuff that we've been doing about putting the wives over the husbands and, and, and talking about mutual submission and all of this bull. Ain't no such thing as that. Read the Bible. It's not there. Yeah, uh, no mutual submission, man. It can't, is there mutual submission uh, in the government for presidency? Uh, is there mutual submission on your job? No. You go talking that mess on your job, you won't. You you will not have anybody to submit to, because they will fire you. The husband is in charge, and I've been saying that for years, almost forty years. And the reason why we're in a mess today in the family and in the church is because of this damnable foolishness that has been promoted by some people in the sweet evangelical movement that has influenced Baptists, 
Bible people, independent Baptists, Methodists, it's a mess. And thank God for the men who are trying to correct the mess. I said this last night, I'm going to say it again. We're in a mess because Adam committed his sin knowing full well what he was doing. The danger of the wife and the woman and the uh, being in charge over the man and the family and in the church is that Eve was deceived. She was bamboozled. And she ran amok. We can't, we can't blame her. No. She, we, we blame her for what she did. But, but we ha- ultimately we got to blame Adam. Where art thou, man? Where were you? And, and you unleashed hell, hellaciousness on this earth, man. Adam messed up. And Adams have messed up ever since. Hearkening to the voice of their wife. And not hearkening to the God who gave them the beautiful fine wife. And there's nothing on God's green earth more beautiful than a fine woman. And beauty is in uh, the eye of the beholder. That's real. That's real right there. Because what you think is beautiful is not beautiful to me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Every, every, all women are not beautiful to me. Uh, but the fat, fine women are beautiful. P-H-A-T. I ain't talking about F-A-T now because that's not fine to me. I'm sorry. There's some women attracted to Lizzo, the big fat black woman. I don't. Not Danny B. That's just the reality. I think I'll leave it there for tonight. Let's pray for other families. Do your work in the words of the counselors. Do your work. Do your homework. Do what you need to do. Husband, father, I gave you a powerful example. And uh, uh, you don't have to say yes to your wife all, all of the time. Sometimes you need to say no, depending on what kind of woman she is. And don't, don't let her have her dream if she's disobedient to you, and to, disobedient to God and to you, and not doing her job in the house. That has caused multiple disasters. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for each and every segment of this service. And Lord, I thank you for allowing me the privilege to preach the gospel in the midst of it all. I pray for the salvation of families that don't know you as Savior, for they will never make it fully without you. And I pray for those families who do know you and they're in trouble because they refuse to obey you. 
And Lord, help husbands to rise up and be the men you want them to be, not hearkening to the voice of their wives. And for this, and, and for this Lord, you know, uh, this is one of the main reasons why some pastors' wives and women uh, hate my guts is because I'm changing by your grace the game that they've been playing on their husbands and and uh, the families are falling apart because of it and so Lord I pray that they will reap the benefit and help others to do the same instead of trying to run women away from me but uh, that's okay if that's what they want to do I pray Holy Father God for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving, and the mourning around the world. I pray, Holy Father God, please have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ, and forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great uh, commandment and your great commission. Help us to repent. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins and help us to pray. Help us to humble ourselves to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus. And Holy Father God, we pray for all government ministers for Jesus Christ's sake. Lord, save their souls who are lost. Revive those who are saved. From the president on down to the police officers in every country of the world. And, uh, Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, Holy Father God, I do pray also we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted in Nigeria and in other places around the world. We pray for their protection, and we pray that you would deliver them. We pray that you would surround them with your protection, a band of your holy angels, the whole arm of God, and deliver them, Lord, from uh, this persecution. Grant them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours, and prepare us for the same. And Holy Father God, I do pray Yes, for the millions of people who are hurting from the pain of losing lost loved ones in the coronavirus plague and other plagues. But we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of California resident David Vasquez, Jr. We pray for the family and friends of South Carolina resident Luscious Coulette. We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Fabjola Ali Zaj. We pray for the family and friends of Utah resident Jerry Brent Anderson. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Michigan resident Linda Reese. And Lord, we pray now for all of the prayer requests that have come in today. And Lord, we pray for all of the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years as well. 
We pray, Lord, for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Protect them from the coronavirus plague. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Pastor Bushibi, and we join with him in thanking you for the wonderful Sunday service. We thank you, Lord, for the souls saved and people healed and delivered. Please save and comfort the families of Tabitha, Okiti, and Pastor Donald's father. Please supply for the children's, orphan children's school fees as they return to school. Thank you, Lord, for Melanie's successful surgeries. Please provide her with contact lenses. Thank you, Lord, for blessing the women's seminar. Please bless them as they fast and pray for an end to the coronavirus, economic hardships, and revival around the world. We pray for Isaac. Please bless the missionaries, the water well project and church building, the medical camp and ministries to school children, orphaned school children and widows. Bless the children's home and orphanage centers for orphans and disabled children. Bless his three-day pastor's conference uh, as it is going on right now and protect them all from the coronavirus plague and bless them with 1,000 Bibles. Bless all of the children, pastors, Eva, pastors and evangelists rather, church construction programs, educational programs, evangelistic outreaches, medical programs, TV, radio, and film and media ministries, bicycles, motorcycles for pastors, and we pray for the Leprosy Center, Bible College Students and Relief and Disaster Aid programs with the sponsors they need. We pray for Tammy. Please help her to receive child support and car accident settlement. Please save Jonathan and the other woman. Help him to call Tammy. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry, uh, through the preaching of the gospel from this ministry around the world. We pray not only for the few before us, but the thousands who have gotten saved by your grace. We pray for Angela, Tibello, Elder, Mode, Yvonne, and we pray also for the people who have recommitted their lives to you uh, by hearing the word of God preached from this pulpit, the whole counsel of God, and we thank you that they have chosen to recommit to you, even though we don't give that invitation uh, for them to do that, or to even write in and let us know they did that. It's all you, and so we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor. We pray for Yvette. We pray for Jeanette. We pray for Fina. We pray for Vera. And we pray for Penny. And Lord, we commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Until next time, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. As the music plays, I'll fly away. <laughs>